Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Welcome to our Wednesday night service, and we're back in Luke. Uh, we're going to be a little out of order as we are, are still at the beginning of uh, everything that's happening around us. If you want to turn your Bibles to Luke chapter number 8, the book of Luke chapter number 8, and we'll go back and forth catching, of course, every passage uh, through the book of Luke. Uh, now, usually we'll have a fellowship song. Uh, if you want to take a moment right now, if you're online, rosedalebaptist.org, text a friend and share the link. Uh, invite them to join with you. Or uh, if you're watching on Facebook, boy, share, uh, share the platform uh, that you're viewing from so all of your friends can, can look in. Uh, we've been looking at hope in helpless times. Hope in helpless times. In fact, a couple of Sundays ago, we talked about those islands of stability uh, we need to be focused on, founding our life upon, things that never change, God. Uh, and, and then the Wednesday, last Wednesday, we, we looked at uh, a whole nation obsessing about Goliath, David obsessing about his God. Uh, a whole nation seeing a giant David fixated upon uh, his king of kings. Uh, and then, of course, last Sunday, uh, this past uh, Sunday, we looked at Jehoshaphat. When you feel like you can't do anything to make a difference, anything you do wouldn't make a difference. You feel like you're, you're, you're helpless. There's still a whole lot we should be doing, uh, even if it's not directly to win the battle, even if it's not directly to try to uh, fend off or stave off. Uh, we need to be tuning to the Lord, uh, focusing on Him strengthening our walk. So much we should be doing uh, even when we feel helpless. Well, uh, this morning as we get back into Luke, Luke chapter 8, now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples. They were kind of sheltered in place. Uh, and he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. Uh, and they launched forth, 23, but as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in, say the word, jeopardy. In fact, Mark 4's uh, parallel account says, uh, there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that uh, it was now full. Uh, back in uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 24, and uh, they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they ceased and there was a calm and he said unto them, where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, said, said one to another, what manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. Storms. We all have them. Storms. Uh, we, we all go through them. There's no getting around them. Storms. There's many reasons uh, for them. And just kind of an introduction Hey, we're all in the same boat. We're all going through the same storm. Uh, and one of the sources of storms is satanic attacks. Just kind of informationally, why we have storms. 1 Peter chapter 5, uh, be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil as a roaring lion uh, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And so some of our storms are, are satanic attacks. I think Job's was a little like that when uh, he was in the presence of the Lord. And the Lord said, hast thou considered my servant Job? And then uh, the devil attacking, the devil attacking, saying, well, it's because you have that hedge of protection around him. And so 
Uh, one of the reasons we go through storms are satanic attacks. Another reason are simply situational storms. We're in a fallen world. Uh, we're in a sin-cursed world. Uh, the Lord said, in the world ye shall have tribulation. Our sin-sick, our fallen planet brings storms. And so a couple of the reasons, satanic attacks, a couple of the reasons, also situational storms, some of them are self-inflicted storms. Self-inflicted, I think about Jonah. Uh, he was called to go to preach at Nineveh, and he went the exact opposite way. Uh, he was called to follow God's will, and, and he turned his back, and, and the Lord sent out a great wind uh, uh, into the sea. Uh, there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. I like that phrase, like to be broken. And so different reasons. Uh, and it's not even so much about identifying the reason for them, but just understanding some are satanic attacks, some are self-inflicted storms, some are situational storms, some are Savior-planned storms. 1 Peter 4, let them that suffer according to the will of God. Some of our suffering is exactly uh, according to the will of God where to commit the keeping of our souls to him. Philippians 1.29, for unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Remember when the disciples uh, were uh, walking along, they saw that man, they said, who did sin, this man or his parents? Uh, who did sin? What's the reason for his storm, this man uh, or his parents, that he should be born blind? And, and the Lord basically said, neither, but that the works of God might be manifest in him. Uh, remember how Paul said, I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which have fallen out uh, have happened unto me, have, have fallen out rather under the furtherance of the gospel. And so uh, a lot of times there's different uh, varied reasons for them, but no matter who initiates them, God's always involved in them. Uh, our answer is always the same. Uh, a lot of times we're so busy trying to figure out, well, did I cause this? Or uh, what's the reason for this? Or uh, is the devil attacking because of this? And and so many times, a lot of times, there's a mixture, a mixture of several different reasons. I think about uh, Paul's thorn in the flesh. Uh, and of course, uh, we know that it was allowed by God. Uh, it was given to him by God so that uh, he want, would not be exalted above measure. And, and Paul even called it a messenger of Satan. And so a lot of times, there's several different sources or reasons for those storms. Joseph. Uh, when his brothers sold him, his brothers betrayed him, his, his brothers caused all this to him, uh, when he saw them again, he said, ye meant it for evil, but God, God meant it for good. God did send me forth. Uh, and, and so uh, it's not just, well, we can blame this or we can blame that. Uh, we could spend a lifetime analyzing and studying storms, but to su suffice it to say, we all go through them. We're all in the same boat. It's a pretty big boat. We're all in the same boat. We're all going through the exact same storm. And maybe it's the wind that you're feeling or the waves that are beating or the water that's filling. It may be a little seasick at this time. Maybe it's the, 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 the government-type shutdown or the, the shelter in place for some states or businesses closed or school suspended or that fear of, of that pandemic rising. Hey, we're all going through storms. Uh, and it's not even so much about uh, analyzing, uh, uh, trying to intellectually figure out, well, why 
is this happening? It's more about what are we doing while we're in those storms. 22. Now it came to pass on a certain day, a certain day, this life or death, this near catastrophic encounter was a real day in real lives on that certain day. You ever have one of those days? That one of those certain days? Maybe a health problem or a financial upheaval or a job reversal or a, uh, an abandonment of some kind, someone that, that uh, something that, uh, uh, some situation that. Uh, who prepared that day for them? Who led them into that certain day? Let's look at it again. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he, Christ, the King of kings, went into a ship with his disciples, uh, and he said unto them, let us go over on the other side of the lake, uh, and they launched forth. Put down number one if you're taking notes. Notice first the sovereignty in the storm. The sovereignty in the storm. For us, God could have prevented it. For us, uh, God could have allowed it. And I'm not saying for us, God caused it. But I am saying for us, God's still providential. He's still sovereign. He's still ruling and reigning over all. And for them, they were in the very center of God's will when they were in the epicenter of that storm. They're sailing along. They're sailing into a storm. And isn't that just like life at times? Things are going well. Things are going smoothly. And then financially, you sail into a storm. Or physically, you sail into a storm. Or vocationally, you sail into a storm. And at times when you're in the epicenter of the, the, the worst, when you're in the, the epicenter of the, the, the worst storm, uh, at times we're in the very center of God's will. Uh, notice underneath that, the prompting of it. The prompting of it. Who put them there? Uh, who allowed them to be there? Verse 22, he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let us, go over on the other side of the lake, and they launched forth. The one who controls the wind called them into the strongest winds. The one who stirs the storms sent them into the severest of storm. It's the prompting of it. Imagine the joys and the excitement, the exuberation at times of being a disciple following the Lord Jesus Christ. Those that are healed, following the Lord Jesus Christ, all that was done, following the Lord Jesus Christ, hearing uh, his teaching, the miracle uh, happenings, the goosebumps, the, the, uh, all of the praises, those mountaintop times. And then the same shepherd who led you beside the still waters, the same shepherd who caused you to lie down in green pasture, that same shepherd uh, is leading you, us, through, through, not to, but through the valley of the shadow of death. And for them, at this time, for us maybe at this time, for you maybe at this time, being in the epicenter of that storm, we're also in the very center of God's will. And so the sovereignty in it, the prompting, the prompting. How about number two, the people, the people of it. Who are the ones that are being blown around? Who are the ones that, that are in jeopardy? Look at 22. He went into a ship with his disciples, his disciples, the disciplined ones, those that are walking closer to Christ than the others, 
Uh, those that have been personally taught, trained, uh, relating with, ministering with uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, it was them, and he said unto them, uh, let us go over. The ones in the middle of this mess are the disciplined, the, the disciples, the, the followers of Christ, the ones who would lay down their very lives for him, uh, the ones who have already forsook all for him. And isn't it human nature at times? to wonder, what did I do to get in this situation? Or what should I have done to prevent this situation? Or uh, what's wrong in my life? I must be being judged. It must be some kind of a correction. But don't miss the fact that the, the ones that were the closest to the Lord Jesus Christ here were in the most severe storms of their life. And the question shouldn't be, what did I do? But what can I learn? The question shouldn't be, how did I get here? But how can I strengthen my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ as I am here? And so the prompting of it was by Christ. The people of it were those closest to Christ. And the place of it, the place of it, the very center of God's will, the place of it. They were exactly where Christ led, the place of it. They were in the very spot God sent them. They were in the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, and the winds whipped up, and the storms raged high, and their boat rocked, their ship sank, was sinking. As they're following Christ, as they're committed people, as they're, they're in the correct place, as if God knew ahead of time, and even prepared this time to teach them at that time, to train them at that time, to transform them during this time. It's interesting to me, Jonah. Jonah, who went through an incredible storm, quite literally an incredible storm. The Lord sent out a great wind into the sea. This is Jonah. And there was a mighty tempest in the sea. This is Jonah. So that the ship was like to be broken. That, that, that's them. For Jonah, now the Lord prepared. The Lord prepared. A fish to swallow up Jonah. The sovereignty in the storm is this storm for him, even in his drifting and disobedience, didn't surprise God. He, he was in the very fish's belly that God had prepared for that exact time. In Jonah's life, he's in the very center of God's will. The Lord prepared that fish. The Lord prepared that fish, a huge fish, a giant fish, uh, it must have been prepared, born, birthed, growing some 60 years prior to this moment in Jonah's life. It didn't shock the Lord. He knew. Uh, he, he was prepared. Uh, he had prepared this time to teach uh, him. God in his sovereignty sees what correction we need, direction. We need insulation. We need purification. We need strengthening that we need. And at times, it's during these times that God has his very will working through our lives. Another great example of this. Remember when Christ was passing through town, Zacchaeus, that pivotal time in his life. Uh, he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and uh, could not for the press because he was little of stature. He uh, ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to that place, can you imagine Zacchaeus' eyes 
uh, and Christ's eyes as they meet. Boy, that moment, at that time, that pivotal time, that life-changing time, he ran to him, Christ embraced him, he took him to the house, great feast, uh, uh, and, and blessed, and, and outreached to, to the other friends that he had. Uh, you realize that that sycamore tree must have been planted, must have been growing for 50 years, 60 years, 70 years before any of this happened, before any of this took place, Zacchaeus wouldn't have seen Christ if Christ wouldn't have seen him 60 years before this. Zacchaeus never would have laid eyes on him if Christ hadn't already been watching him even before he was born. Christ saw him 60 years before Zacchaeus was ever looking for him. So this storm, the disciples, it was prepared for this time. And we need to get past the, the point of saying, well, what did I do wrong? And, and how did I get in this place? And why I blame. Get comfortable with the fact that at times when you're in the epicenter of that storm, at times you're in the very center of, of God's will. 23. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were, were in jeopardy. And so uh, we go from seeing the sovereignty in the storm to number two, the severity from the storm. The severity from the storm. Uh, this wasn't just a little drizzle. This wasn't just a little uh, breeze. This wasn't just a little problem. In fact, it was so bad, that jeopardy, that they thought they were going to die, 24. Master, master, we perish. Master, master, we're going to die. Master, master, we're not going to make it. Uh, because first, there was forceful winds. Uh, 23, uh, they, when Christ fell asleep, there came down a storm of wind. Geographically, the Sea of Galilee is built almost like a wind tunnel. Uh, those winds will will soar down through that wind tunnel and, and blow up quite quickly. Great winds, horrible storms as it comes down those hills, hits that sea and virtually blows up on that water. Forceful winds. They were filled with water. Filled with water. They couldn't bail fast enough. They couldn't, come up, uh, they couldn't keep up with the water that was coming in. Uh, they worked hard, but their ship's going down at 23, there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water. Again, Mark 4, there arose a great storm of wind. The, the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full, filled with water. This wasn't your typical trouble of an afternoon. This wasn't an afternoon shower. Forceful winds, filled with water. They were frantically worried. Filled with water, filled with worry. They were Filled with water, they were filled with worry. They were filled with water. We should never be filled with worry. 23. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water, and they were in jeopardy. They were in jeopardy. It doesn't mean that they just felt like they might be in jeopardy. Their emotions were spiking. Their worry was was uh, uh, tilting as they're saying, Master, we perish, we perish. I, I, I hope you're feeling the breeze on your face as we walk through this. I hope you're almost sensing that water filling up, that boat going down, those disciples worried 
to death. The whole time, Christ is modeling for them, exemplifying for them how calmly we should walk through the storms. 23. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. But as they sailed, he fell asleep during the forceful winds. He fell asleep uh, when they were filled with water. He fell asleep uh, when uh, they were frantically worried. 24. Uh, And they came to him and woke him up. They came to him and woke him up. Uh, Some suggest that it was Christ's incredible fatigue that caused him to sleep. Uh, I suggest it was his incredible faith. It was his incredible faith, obviously, Son of God, obviously, Creator God. It it wasn't his incredible fatigue. Uh, It was his incredible faith. Uh, As he's modeling for us how to walk through those storms, number three, the supplication for the storm. Look at 24. And they came to him and awoke him. And they came to him and awoke him. By the way, all of these negative times, all of these turbulent times should always, always be driving us closer, strengthening. Not, not uh, what did I do to cause this, but, but how can I strengthen my relationship with Christ through this? But take the time as you're shut in to read more, to pray more, to walk with God more, to tune in as much as you can to uh, the Bible studies, the content, the lady Bible studies, all at Rosedale uh, Baptist.org. Make sure that, that you're strengthening your relationship with him, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. The supplications, they're asking, they're praying. There was two guys arguing about the best position for prayer, uh, the best posture, should you be kneeling when you pray, should you be standing when you pray, and they had some Uh, adamant opinions as they quibbled and quarreled uh, about uh, the best posture position to pray. Uh, uh, Almost uh, uh, unknown to them, there was a telephone uh, repairman above them uh, as he's uh, climbing and fixing and he's working on and and the one called out and said, hey, hey, we're having an argument about what's the best position for prayer and uh, yeah, yeah, I'd like to know. And, uh, And he said, the best position I've ever prayed in calling out to God, uh, needing his help, uh, without distraction, was not kneeling. It wasn't uh, standing. The other day, I was shocked, uh, and I fell. I was dangling up above from that line by one leg, uh, and I I found uh, I focused on God more than I ever focused. Uh, I I was so, uh, uh, so focused on him. And and I think that some of us may may feel even now like we're dangling by one leg, but it's a perfect posture in which to pray. You maybe feel like, boy, I'm at the end of my rope. That's a perfect time to call out and cry out to him. 24, and they came to him. And they came to him. Isn't it funny how we turn to so many different people or things besides him? We'll call our parents, our pastor, our Friends, we'll reach out to our bank, our credit card. We'll lean on everything and anything at times before we'll lean on him. Filled with wind, filled with water. They're filled with worry, and they had no problem finding their words as they're praying. Their prayer here wasn't a memorized prayer. It wasn't a repetitious prayer. This wasn't some canned prayer. And by the way, I love the respect that they had for their king in prayer. 24, 
And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master. Hey, we're not questioning that you're the king during this time. Uh, You're still our master during this time. And so uh, we're calling out to you. None of us should question uh, the omnipotence, the omniscience, the sovereignty, the love that God has for us. Uh, We should simply worship uh, and respect. And isn't that what he said when he taught them to pray? When he said, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And so the respect, the respect they had in prayer. And then the request. Look at it, 24. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. We perish or, or save us from perishing. But now number four, the stilling of the storm. Sovereignty of the storm, the severity from the storm, the, the supplication uh, uh, in the storm, and now the stilling of. 24. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose, rebuked the wind. He arose, rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And of course he could, of course he did. He created the winds and the water. He created all that there is. Uh, he is creator God. No wonder it was so easy for him to rebuke uh, the wind, uh, the rebuke, the raging of the storm, Mark 4. Uh, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Mark 4, peace be still. Be still, calm, calm, settle, be still, 24. Uh, and they ceased, and there was a calm. Mark says, the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Hey, take note. It was simply the word of God that calmed that storm. It was simply the word of Christ, the spoken word of Christ, the powerful word of Christ. That's what stills our storm. Hey, one of the reasons why you need to read more than ever, you need to stay connected more than ever, is because it's the word of the Lord Jesus Christ that stills those storms by his word and for his glory. By his word and for his glory. When did the wind stop? Uh, When did the storm cease? It's when prayer was prioritized uh, and his word was present. Uh, When did the wind stop and uh, when did the storm cease? It's when his his word was prioritized and prayer was was a big part of their life. Uh, Psalm 4, uh, Philippians 4, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer, Paul said. Uh, Be careful, be anxious for nothing but but, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Listen, there was two storms that day. One on the outside, one on the inside. There's two storms on this day, uh, one on the outside, one on the inside. And the one Paul addresses in Philippians 4, be careful Don't be stirring. Uh, Don't have unrest. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So the last point we note that God's goal wasn't simply to calm the storm or he would have done that already. God's goal wasn't simply to cause the wind to to stop. Uh, It was to increase their faith. It was to strengthen their relationship. It was to propel their prayer. But now number five, the sermon after the storm. Look at verse 25. And he said unto them, after rebuking the wind, 
Uh, now he's rebuking the men. Look at it. Uh, and he said unto them, 25, where is your faith? Don't you remember who sent you into the storm? Uh, you were listening to the right person. You were following uh, the right person. You were being disciples, disciplined ones. You're following close. You're in the very center of God's will. Uh, Mark would put it this way. Why are you fearful? Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Our choice is to step forward in faith or to step back in fear. Our, our choice is to stand up in faith or to lie down in, uh, in fear. God gives us that choice if you're a child of God. And he said unto them, where is your faith? And they being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, what manner of man is this? Good question. He's the king. What manner of man is this? Good question. He's God. What manner of man is this? Good question. He's the one that created all that there is, created it all. And he turned their worry into worship. He, he turned their panic into prayer. What manner of man is this? For he commanded even the winds. He commanded even the waters. And they do obey him. Well, when you're in the middle of a storm, I sure hope this is a good reminder. And whether you're feeling the wind of, of a government shutdown or feeling the waves of businesses closing down or uh, filling that water, filling up with school systems stopping, whatever it is, maybe it's uh, that, the, 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 the pandemic and a little fearful about that. Well, remember, there's two storms. There's the storm that's raging around us, raging around them. But the main storm, uh, the one that, that God can change right now tonight, right now. Uh, we, we don't have to wait till uh, we lower the curve on this thing to, to have the calmness on the inside. Uh, we don't have to wait until all of the businesses open back up uh, to, to have that, 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 that storm on the inside calm down, steadied. Great peace, perfect peace. He'll keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on, on thee, on God. And so if there ever was a time to focus on him, walk with him, love on, connect to. Make sure you're connected to the body of Christ by leaning in and listening to the Bible devotions we have, the ladies' devotions that we'll have the Wednesday night, the Sunday morning, by the Word of God. And then when you have that, it really doesn't matter how, how harshly the wind blows. It it really doesn't matter at that point how, how big those waves are. It, it really doesn't matter at that point uh, how, how much water is coming in. I, I can't keep up bailing out the water that's coming in. But when you're at that point, there's a peace of God that passes all understanding. And I think our prayer after this reminder tonight is, Lord, help me not to be distracted by the wind and, and the waves. Help me not to be so... Uh, obsessed by Goliath, that, that, that I lose my obsession for my God. In fact, let's go to the Lord and pray, even right now, and uh, just put your arm around the children if they're with you or your spouse if they're there, and let's, let's pray it in. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. 
For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.